morning and welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where significance blooms in athletics and sports business on Survival Radio Network. Well, I just fell upon John Gordon's uh, positive summit, the Power of Positive Summit, and uh, the first session that he had um reminded me of a book that I read and a saying that I um, incorporated uh, in November of 2011 uh, when I was uh, named interim commissioner uh, and they had fired the commissioner 22 years. Um, And so, yes, it was a surprise, and it just turned the whole world upside down. Um, but uh, if you're the head, you can't let it be known that the world is upside down. Because guess what? You can't ride. You can't ride the wave of change upside down. Let me repeat that again. You cannot ride the wave of change upside down. So the book that he talks about in the book that I read that gave me that saying was called The Shark and the Goldfish. Now, everybody has their happy place. Some happy place may be the ice cream store or or department store. Uh, well, it's not good as a store, let's just be honest, because you kind of get over the top and... uh buy up some stuff. But yeah, my happy place is the bookstore. And I just happened to go to the bookstore. It's kind of funny. Uh, my husband uh, had tickets to go see uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Mm, it just it just left me. But it's P-Funk. George Clinton. My husband had tickets to go see George Clinton. Now I'm an Al Giroux kind of girl. And I was like, okay, I'll drop you off at the Coliseum, and I'm going to the bookstore. So I went to the bookstore, and it's just divine, because this book, The Shark and the Goldfish, was sitting on display, and my eyes gravitated to it. And I love John Gordon's book anyway, so just just to, and it's a short read. If you ever read The Energy Bus, this is a short read, is that. But definitely it's something that I would really encourage, and I did post it in the group with a link. I believe it's a discount. Um, Positive ways to thrive during the waves of change. And we just need to incorporate that. So just two things. I would suggest you purchase the book, The Shark and the Goldfish, A Positive Ways to Thrive During Waves of Change by John Gordon, and sign up for his free uh, The Power of Positive Summit, um, April the 2nd, which is passed, April the 9th. So uh, today is the 7th, but you can go back and hear all of them. And I just take that as a great practice. Uh, When you're faced with uncertainty, you have to really, really, really be more conscious of what your intake is. Um, yes, I know you want to read, hear the news and and uh, know what's going on, but you don't need to have that on all day long. 
you don't know what kind of effect that has on you. Um, personally, you know, I always have listened to gospel music just so that it will fill my soul. So if something comes to disturb my soul, I have a protective layer of what comes out my mouth. Because usually the last thing you hear is the last thing that you will say, or the first thing. last thing you hear will be the first thing that you say. It's called earworms. They come implanted in your system, and you don't, and you don't even know that. And so clearly we need to be really cautious of that, um, and I, I, I do that. I will, just so I can have family time, I may sit with my family, but I have my earplugs in. So, um, yeah, ride the wave of change in a way that it will take you to a desired destination. So how do you know your desired destination? you got to do some self-reflecting. This is a good time to do that. Good time to do that. And uh, that's what I did during that time. I, I, I uh, read the book. book gave me the thought process because uh, I'm – I'm a I'm a visual person, so I created this sheet that said I had a picture of a wave, and the words below said, um, "Let's ride the wave of change to see where it takes us." And um, and, and and what I said to them was to uh, review your skills. And what brought you here? And decide where you want to go and what skills are lacking to get you to the next. And this is what I said in 2011. I said because first you want to be able to demonstrate to whoever comes in here uh, that your skill sets uh, allow you to be here. And then if you have some concerns about where you are, you need to work on that or show some demonstration of um where you're deficient and where you and what you would like to learn and so uh it gave everybody a sense of purpose instead of worrying about what's going to happen who's going to come in do I have a job um all of that allowed them to focus on how did I get this job what am I doing in my job, and um, what areas I want to grow in. And it, it gave us a sense of calm to move on, to do the work that we were there to do. So, yeah, we're all in a sense of uncertainty. They keep changing the dates of when we go back to work. Um, those of us who are um, professors, we're still teaching online. Um, and you're not you, honestly. I do like it because I can see everybody's face and how they are getting the information. Yeah, I'm one of those teachers like y'all. Know, you just can't have your name up there, and I'm looking at the ceiling. If I don't see your face, you're not in the place. And so I, I, I yeah, I just take it in stride. I take it in stride. So. You know, I like to plant seeds of empowerment and reeds of seeds, and I believe that the riding the wave of change, uh, the shark and the goldfish, 
the positive ways to thrive during the wave of change is the book to get during this time. And no, John Gordon has not paid me to say that. I just uh, know that it helped me, and so I know it will help you guide your people that uh, are under you. Uh, But I do have a media partner in Tawana Smith, and her book, Surviving the Lights of Professional Athletes Playbook to Avoiding the Curse, is a resource um, that I uh, think you should also get as well to prepare yourself uh, for those questions from those students who say, I have an agent, um, and do you think uh, this is a good fit for me? And then if you've never had that experience, what should be looking for, this book will help you be able to answer that question for that young person, as well as you can put on your shelf for him or her to um, to get. And I also have this one also in our um, private Facebook group at Chattanooga Garden. Um, I believe it's at a discount as well. Uh, another media partner is uh, Dr. Chico Caldwell. Um, he has, um, when I tell you, he's another perfect example of um, using this time wisely to move ahead. He has prepared a whole month of sessions, and he is ready to rock and roll. Um, he did a Facebook Live with us two weeks ago, and his whole his whole mantra is the success culture. And I think uh, him wanting to share that with us is great because he works with a search firm, executive search firm. And um, his 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 specialty is in athletics, and he is saying uh, that uh, from his consulting that presidents are looking for athletic directors who function as VPs. And many, many, I've seen many of my close friends uh, have shown me their business cards recently, and they're VPs now. So if you're on the VP level, that means you're on the executive level, on the cabinet level, and, you know, there's a different conversation at that table. And uh, you need to, uh, you need to be ready and prepared for that. And to be very honest with you, um, when I was an AD, I was really young. I was 28 years old, and I was at those tables. And, you know, the, the Lord looked at the babies and fools, and I would say some things that I'm cringing when I think about. I said that? Oh, my gosh. So take it from me. You know, come get this free training and discover um, some of the language and some of the thought processing you need to engage in, and he's going to. He he has a structured time now. Um, going to have it every Thursday at eleven o'clock. They're free now. I don't know how long. I don't know how long it will stay free. So you need to get on that. Uh, so on Thursday, his concentration, um, April the ninth, engaging uh, your responsibilities with honor. Engaging your responsibilities with honor, and I kind of, I find that very interesting because we kind of talked about this. Um, he's saying, which I, I get, um, you know, if you've ever been in a leadership role, 
and your supervisor um, has a different opinion of yours, you know, and I know people say, i got to be authentic. I get that. However, in a leadership role, you still have to, um, if you're a part of the body and the head has one thought and you the arm, your arm still got to follow what the head says. Hope that makes sense to you. But how do you do that with honor? Because again, this is what this is what uh, it, I'm understanding. Presidents wants, and I do know this. You know, they don't mind you disagreeing, but you got to disagree in a way uh, that when you come out that room, you're on the same page. And and also, how you disagree uh, when there's nobody in the room but you and the and the supervisor. That's really key. Um, and so, engaging your responsibilities with honor. Um, and, you know, he uses the word honor, and some folks would say loyalty, things such as that. So what is that all about? So I'm going to be on the call. I want to hear uh, what the uh, the presidents are looking for so I can coach folks who want to be ADs in a better manner. And then uh, just to give you, uh, to get you ahead of the game, the Thursday after that, which is the 16th, he's talking about, which apparently you know, it comes together, struggling for honor and accountability. So clearly, uh, your feeling in your gut is not something that's just you. And there's some strategies of how to navigate that. So get on his docket. More importantly, you know, I, I, hey, I would get have a one-on-one with him. Because if he knows your name and what and what you're all about and your values, when those openings come up, he can pair you with it. So get on board by going to Success Culture Consultant Coach dot com. Success Culture Consultant Coach dot com. Well, I had a blast on Monday. I really did. Uh, I want to thank uh, A.D. Uh, Donita Rogers, the A.D. for Langston University. Um, we had a great session with hit her young ladies, um, the Lady Lions, and we talked about We Got Now and uh, how I began with them um, because, you know, the saying was We Got Next. And I said, no, we don't have next, we have now. And what does uh, we got now mean? So I kind of shared a picture of a mountain, and I compared now and next. Next are settlers. Now are pioneers. Pioneers are the people going to go out there first. Pioneers are the people going to get hit first. They're going to deal with all the issues and uh, the settlers are the ones waiting to say, is it okay to come out there? Now, they're still brave. They're still taking risks because the pioneers don't sit and stay. All right? They move on to the next and the next and the next and the next. Well, I don't want to confuse you. They move on to the next adventure, okay, uh, the next opportunity. Um, those are the folks. Well, I just use myself as example. So I started out as an intern, then I become a sports information director, then I become an athletic director, then I become an assistant 
ID for compliance from Division One level. Then I go to the conference office, and I'm director of public relations. Then I become, uh, I think, assistant to commissioner. Then I become assistant commissioner. Then I become associate commissioner. Then I become chief of staff. So each time of those things, I get the hit because usually I was the first. First woman, first this, first person on certain committees. And so uh, that's why I say you got now. Now, between now and next, there's some uh, uh, some growth that has to happen. But now is I, I gave a perfect example. You know, I asked them what you want to, where you want to be in five years. So how do you go from right now to five years? You start now. What is it you need to know now, to learn now, to be working on now, in order to get to the five years? You don't wait for the next opportunity. You plan for it now. That's why I say we got now. And uh, go get it done. Just go get it done. But I will say um, I did use, uh, just like I shared with you, some of my examples to to be able to motivate them to get going. And I would say, um, and I want to thank her, Oh, my goodness, thank you so much. She purchased 35 books of my story. So my story is uh, the public figure mass, Exit Stage Left. So my story is in a book called Removing the Face. And uh, my heart goes out. I appreciate that because let's just be honest. Uh, many. Uh, this is the time of year when I would be traveling to universities doing staff retreats and student-athlete workshops. So um, uh, A.D. Rogers said, let's continue with our plan and um, have you do the session online, and uh, and I will purchase the books. So I created a workbook to go with the books so that we can all follow along and be able to continue to have discussions. And what she's going to do is continue to have these sessions with the young ladies for engagement. So it was a win-win. Um, it, and, again, talking about now, it, it forced me to create a workbook because I do coaching um, or uh, when I go do retreats, I, I have one or two pages uh, to go with it because um, all of my workshops are interactive. So the workbook allows me to have it all in one place, and uh, so I grew as well. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. So thank you so, so very much. And I understand, I understand that uh, Dr. Hilliard's workshop was phenomenal. Uh, I was going to attend, but I had my uh, Langston workshop at the same time. And so congratulations to her. I'm glad that I was able to be a um, megaphone to tell you all, get on board. And uh, I'm looking forward for her third one. And uh, congratulations for you all who grew from that experience. So now is the time for our guest today. And I'm really excited because it seems as if everybody else was excited as well. Um to hear about our upcoming guest today. But what I'm excited about is that I've had two clients, two clients within the Advanced Academy 
who are in the HR room. And um, I'm glad to, I think this is my first time having someone in this background. And the two women did not start off in athletics. And um, and so there's a little bit of, and I think that's fantastic now. Uh, one young lady is in athletics HR, and because she didn't, she has this imposter syndrome going on. I'm going like, girl, you're doing great things. And so I'm going like, she's not listening, she's not listening. So hopefully when she hears uh, the background of our guest today, she'll go like, oh, okay, I have done that, or I can do that. And another young lady uh, works um, for the government and wants to get her foot in the door. And I continue to tell her that athletic departments are housing HR within now. So I'm excited because when I say, when I tell you I like to feed the need of the members, this is one of those cases. So I want to bring to your attention Christia Worthy, Director of Talent Development at the University of Louisville. Welcome to the garden. Hi, thank you for having me. I am. (laughs) You hear your tears? Yes, thank you for having me. I am extremely excited to be here. So am I, dear. So am I. So let's just give me that whole rundown from college to now. Yes, the rundown. So I had a very um, unique career path in athletics. I like to say that it is very non-traditional. So I attended the University of Louisville, um, and I was not a student athlete. I was highly involved on campus in a variety of different leadership roles and pursuing a, a degree in middle school math education. I thought I wanted to be a math teacher, but realized that that particular age group was not the most fulfilling um, population that I felt that I would feel good working with. So mm-hmm. I still got that degree. And as I was, you know, getting ready to graduate, I had a few mentors. A lot of them were older sorority sisters and staff members at University of Louisville. And they mentioned that they got their master's degree in a program called College Student Personnel, which I had never heard about. So basically, mm. everything that I was involved with um, at the undergraduate level, the staff members of programs that I was involved in, these individuals went to graduate school to seek that career. So I thought about it, and I'm like, hey, I would love to be able to empower students the same way how I felt empowered. So I ended up pursuing a degree um, at Yaleville in college student personnel. But, of course, I wanted to go to school for free. I did not want to pay if I did not have to, so I sought out a graduate assistantship. And Kellen Wilson actually is the person who kind of got my foot in the door of athletics. She's currently um, the associate AD for student athlete support services at Eastern Michigan University. But mm-hmm. she told me about her position at Uville, her work with student athletes, and um, it felt like something that I would be extremely interested in. So I applied. They took a chance on me. Um, shout out to Marvin Mitchell, who got me my first, you know, positions put into the door. And I was a GA for them for about two years in academic services and student-athlete development. So that first exposed me um, into the field of athletics. And then I moved on into a position at Michigan State where I was the academic 
coordinator and tutorial coordinator. And through that position of being a tutor coordinator, I got exposed to more HR-related work. So I was interviewing tutors. I was hiring them. I was training them. Um, I was evaluating them. And I just felt this new energy in another area that I wanted to explore. So I sought other opportunities um, of about other opportunities that would help develop people. So I got heavily involved with the NCAA Leadership Development Office, um, participating in their programs, being trained to be a facilitator and to lead different workshops. And I knew that that was the route that I wanted to go in, but to keep it within athletics. Um, I did ultimately go back to school. I got a second master's in human resources Mm. and just put myself out there. I started to create my own opportunities within our academic and student-athlete development area um, by creating different trainings just for our staff. And one thing I also think that helped me get to where I am today is that I was very vocal about what I wanted to do and what my passions were. So when people Mm -hmm. were looking for other opportunities, they would say, hey, I think Christy will be great for that. Or, Christy, how about you try X, Y, Z? So that helped me get into this role of director of talent development, which is a brand-new position um, within our department, but our athletic director saw the need of wanting to, the importance of developing our staff members. And, of course, because I've been doing the work within our department already, but also nationally and even within the community, I was highly recommended and sought after for the position. Wow. Created a position. This is this is what I'm talking about. When, when I say be in motion, when you just be in motion, God will throw out that ball, yes. and then you're ready. Yes. Yes, that is so true. I completely agree with that. And I'm impressed with the second master's. Can we talk about the Ooh. master's in HR? <laughs> How long yes. did it take you? What type of uh, courses? I'm trying to help some folks out there, you know. Yes. So um, luckily at Yaleville, they have tuition remission for staff. So, again, I was able to get this degree without paying for it. But it took me almost, I want to say, two years. Um, They did accept some credit for my previous master's that kind of helped alleviate the process. But um, I went part-time, and it was challenging. So being a graduate student and being a GA is completely different from Mm. working full-time and completing a degree. So I was challenged and stretched, had a lot of late nights, um, but I found the degree to be extremely viable. So Um, A lot of the courses, um, of course, a basic foundation of human resources, the history, different competencies and programs. Uh, We had a talent acquisition course, um, instructional design, facilitation, consulting, Mm -hmm. um, evaluation. So a lot of the different skills that you would need to function within an HR unit. But I also found it helpful um, in regards to creating programs for student-athletes. So mm-hmm. when you think about student-athlete development, you're assessing the needs. You're working with different community partners um, to provide support and resources to the department. So it was applicable applicable in all different areas um, in my career. Now, uh, your first master's was when, in what? In college student personnel, so basically you learn about supporting the development of college students in general. Um, so that helped me with uh, just program development, learning about, you know, adult learning theories or in adult other transitional theories, 
um, and also like the guiding foundations in regards to support services for students at the collegiate level. Now, see, that, that, that's really good to know because, uh, again, I got uh, uh, two women inside the Advanced Academy, which is one of the paid uh, yeah. platforms that I have where I help women go to their next. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, it does not seem like I am empowering them like I usually do uh, because they just don't, they just say, I'm far behind, I'm not in sports. <laughs> So the fact that both your masters were not in, or your undergrad yep. in sports management, mm-hmm. proves my point that they are further ahead. If you have been in the workplace already mm-hmm. doing HR, and you are ready to have a concerted effort to have that passion for sports, they're going to be just great. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what advice do you agree. have for these two women who are? In HR, in and then go into well, what kind of uh, uh, kind of empowerment can you help me give them? Yeah, so I would say first, you know, develop a plan. Um, I know a lot of times athletic departments they seem to be very exclusive, but once mm-hmm. they know people, they'll be more receptive to welcoming them into their environment. So reach out to people that are currently, you know, working in athletics that you want to connect with, and just have a very Um, genuine conversation about who they are and what they do, um, and that will help with that relationship-building piece. So start building relationships, making those connections and networking so that people know who you are and what you're capable of of doing. And if you have the time, you know, offer your services and support. Just say, you know, I would love to help your department with their strategic plan, or I would like to help you all with your hiring process um, please let me know here are some things that I can do to support you and, you know, let me know how we could take this to the next step. So just building those relationships and sharing your skill set um, and then even providing services. If you're volunteering, that would be great as well. But you have to prove to be credible, but also show that you're able and capable of doing the work. Well, I have been known to go over and forget to do my commercials. So today I'm going to have my short (laughs) break right now before I go into our questions. And when we return, we'll continue to talk to the HR expert in athletics, Chris Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the financial literacy coach or the money coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the financial literacy coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at Eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380, and by email, eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. 
My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. 14 years as a professional athlete, and I never once went into a game without a plan. But when it came to the money game, I had no clue where to start. If you're feeling the same way, I would like to help you evaluate, plan, and execute your way to victory in your finances. I'm Nakia Sanford, Regional Vice President with Primerica Financial Services. Give me a call, 404-940-9887. That's 404-940-9887. It helps to have a pro on your team. Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving the lights? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. If you're a woman looking to enter or advance in the athlete development industry, I personally invite you to register for the April 5th and 6th Virtual Women in Athlete Development Symposium and Networking Event. Hi, I'm Dr. Janice Hilliard, founder of Hilliard Solutions, inviting you to visit HilliardSolutions.com to ensure your participation in this important educational and networking online event. Let's face it, the AD position is an executive position, a member of the president's administrative team, the cabinet. The department deserves the same level of leadership, knowledge, talent, experience, and professionalism as any top official on campus. Presidents are looking for AD leadership who know how to build a success culture. Recognizing this changing landscape in athletics, join me at successcultureconsultantcoach.com for info on my next course, on building a success culture. Well, here we are back. Um, so, yes, um, Dr. Hilliard's workshop is already taking place, but I'm sure she'll have some follow-ups and whatnot on her page, so do visit that. And I'm really glad that it was a successful virtual one that she will not lose momentum because, again, I heard it was fantastic. And I I say fantastic like that because she used to work for the NBA. Okay, so here we go with the questions. You ready, Ms. Worthy? 
I'm ready. Okay. So John Chancellor, Dean of Athletics at Montlow State Community College. Uh, the pandemic induced changes in our social landscape. Are there some areas where student athletes can build capital in this emerging society and the use of technology to disseminate information on personal branding seems to be a demeaning landscape we're entering. Can we bolster our kids' understanding to prepare for this? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe um, just with the changes of technology and especially with a lot of us, you know, working remotely, that we have to be extremely creative with the ways how we educate our student-athletes in general. So I always find it to be important to help our student-athletes to discover their personal brand and their passions. Um, this should be something that's done, you know, from their first year until they're on their way out the door, often to, to participate in activities for life after sports. So conducting workshops, you know, over identity development, helping them explore other identities that they have, um, having workshops on how to tap into your creative creativity and different ways how student-athletes can be innovative. But also I think um, another important piece to keep in mind is that social media training, right? So mm. making sure that whatever brand you want to align yourself with, that you are utilizing social media to the best ability, but also taking into consideration different consequences that may come from putting stuff on social media. I think it's important to to be mindful and educate our student-athletes to how, how to utilize all those tools that will ultimately help them with their brand, with them in their future career, especially once they lose that athletic identity. Outstanding. Pamela Jenkins, head women's lacrosse at Delaware State. What yes. personal development – uh, are you doing this time of quarantine that will help you reach your ultimate career goals? Oh, I love Pamela. Hey, girl. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think one thing before I dive into, you know, what professional or personal development that I'm doing is to keep in mind, I've seen a lot of different posts on social media and a lot of different conversations of people saying, oh, now that you have all this extra time, please make sure that you're taking advantage of X, Y, Z. But I think also it's important for us to be mindful that sometimes we don't have that extra time, no. right? Because when we're at home, we have other responsibilities, and there's even more of a demand in some of our career fields. So I've been challenged, and I've been trying to figure out what exactly does that look like for me with my um, ability to, you know, give time to certain things. So, you know, my ultimate career goal is to be a senior woman administrator and to also be an adjunct professor. Um, but at this point, being, you know, doing a doctoral program is not realistic, maybe in a couple of <laughs> years. Um, but one thing that I am currently working on, I'm working on um, getting a certification through a, a professional association in human resources, the Society mm. of Human Resource Management. So, it's a very intense exam, so all my free time is being dedicated to studying for that because I really want to achieve that goal um, that will help me do better in my role and also help our athletic department with our strategic initiatives. So tell me where others can go to learn about the certification. Right. So if you go to uh, SHRM, so S 
hrm.org and just search their certification. They have various levels. Um, there is the certifying professional and then senior certifying professional, but it's um, a program that allows you to learn more about um, different competencies that need to be reached by HR professionals. So I've been utilizing my lens of athletics as I study to help learn more about my organization and how that ties to HR. But on their website, there is tons of resources. There's different courses you can take, different books that you can utilize to study, um, and that's, that's my current focus at the moment. So tell me, tell me again, S-H-E-R-M? S-H-R-M. Okay, S-H-R-M dot org. Dot org, yep. Mm-hmm. I will definitely put that in the group um, uh, so people can find that. Okay, yes. so you have a shout-out for Christina Hanton-Jackson. She is so proud of you. Uh, she said Yeah. She said you were her intern. Yes. So when I was a graduate assistant at the University of Louisville in Academic Services, um, Christine did work there. Oh, okay. Yes. So I got to work I... closely with her. Oh, good. She's good people. Yes. Uh, she sent me a shirt, and I just love to wear it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a Mississippi State University shirt, yeah. Uh, today, what shirt I have on today? Oh, today I just have on uh, about boss and know your worth. Um, yes. But I almost did put on, but, you know, the reason why I, I stopped, I said, you know, I don't have any. I wear it when I teach my class so the kids can see. Oh, yeah, um, uh-huh. But I was like, uh, I don't have any live video today, so let me just wear any old shirt. But I mm-hmm. represent the <laughs> schools that send me shirts. Um, so she says, what advice would you give your younger self and uh, what's, uh, tell us about your the importance of mentorship? Ooh, another good question. Um, the advice that I would give my younger self would be to not dim your light for others and to always take risks. Um, I heard you mention earlier about imposter syndrome and, you know, that's something that I've experienced or I experience on a regular basis. So mm. even if you're in a space and you may not feel like you need to be there, still showcase who you are and never dim your greatness just because of the other people that you're around. So I would tell myself to always do that and to take risks just because we never know what will happen if we don't do it. So mm-hmm. even if you put yourself out there, you know, you might get a rejection, but then at least you won't have that thought in the back of your head, well, what would, what would happen if I would have done X, Y, Z? So just put yourself out there. Um, and then the second part was about mentorship, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I think mentorship mentorship is extremely important, whether it's official or unofficially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just find people who are willing to invest in you is extremely important. But I've always found it important to, as I continue to grow in the ranks within athletics, that I continue to pour into our future generation. So mm-hmm. I um, really strive to do that. Um, that's always important. But even as a professional, always having other people within your board of directors that you can lean on for support and honest feedback. That's always important. Um, but just people that you can lean on in times of need. And there's several programs to get involved with, um, especially if you're talking about people who are trying to get into athletics. Women mm-hmm. leaders, they have an awesome mentoring program. 
um, that can pair you with people that are in areas that you're interested in pursuing. Um, so I highly recommend that program as well. Okay. So we have Talena Smith. She's a master coach. Um, she ta- nice. I got my life life coach certification from her. Uh, lead consultant, leadership strategies, and consulting. What methods do you use to understand the true needs of athletes, staff, and administrators before you and your team roll out training and development opportunities? Good question. I definitely would love to connect with her offline as well. Um, but it's always important to make data-driven decisions. So mm-hmm. any decision that you make within a department, especially when you talk about programming and other development opportunities, you want to make sure that you have data to support that. So whenever I'm creating different programs, I make sure that I am conducting assessments to figure out what are the actual needs. So those assessments Mm -hmm. can be formally. Um, I distribute surveys um, to our department uh, as well as, you know, hold different focus groups, but even informal. So those conversations you may have on the side with different people or those one-on-one conversations, Um, Those are always important because what we don't want to do is to make assumptions on what the needs are. You Mm want to make sure that your program is effective, and the only way that you can ensure that is through assessment, but also following up with post-assessment is important too. Did you meet your goals? Did you meet the needs of the attendees? What are some things that can be improved in the future, and was your program successful? Um, Those are all questions that I ask, um, and I'm very intentional in doing whenever – implementing different opportunities for our staff. Yeah, and you mentioned mentorship, and I'm going to talk about assessments. So the Advanced Academy is uh, my version of mentorship um, because I use assessment to discover uh, where the blockage is. When you advance, it's your your growth mindset has something to do with it as well. And actually it has more, it, it deals with the imposter syndrome. So I attack that first before I talk about skill sets. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I use an assessment that I created to go with the book, The Four Agreements. And I have been, it, that has been most effective with individuals within. And then when, um, and then on, the, on another level, I use another assessment that is from a book called A Nice Girls Will Get the Corner Office. And from doing at least 11 workshops, I discovered that um, women have this fear or this, I want to steer away from politics. And so I said, politics is nothing but a game. So I started, uh, one of my colleagues, we created, um, what she created based on my recommendation. I said, you know how to play chess? I need you to teach them how to play chess. So... That's one of the things, how to think strategically, but also to know your worth because one of the things on a chessboard, the queen is the most important piece on the board. So if you already know you're important, that you got more opportunity than anybody else, it helps you play the game better and not trying to avoid the game. So assessments are really key to be able to plan uh, what's going to be the most effective with, with folks. So sometimes you can... Um, not necessarily create a whole program, but you can use a book or or something to steer them, know which one to to steer them to. So hopefully it helps someone else that may not have an HR background but 
knowing how to address your teammates and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Some of these books have assessments, and if you, as an individual, want to advance and you feel like the imposter syndrome, you, if you need to get out your own way, you need to talk to me is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Nikesha Dawson, adjunct professor, University of North Carolina, Charlotte. As an educator, we always hear students asking about the path taken to get where they are now. I would ask, what obstacles did you encounter on the path and your best advice for overcoming those challenges? Oh, good one. Um, I talked about one of the challenges, uh, imposter syndrome is something that, you know, I experienced, but I I have to challenge that with positive self-talk. So figuring Mm -hmm. out positive affirmations that I can tell myself. Um, For example, I like to say I belong here, I was meant Mm. to be here, and I would take advantage of being here. Um, And that has helped me kind of shift my mindset. But um, it's it's challenging, especially when you're in a space where you might be the only woman or you might be the only person of color. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, you might be the youngest person in that room. Mm -hmm. So having those positive affirmations – definitely helped me, you know, overcome a lot of challenges. But I also lean on other people for advice. So tapping to some of my mentors, um, people who may not even know they're my mentor, <laughs> but just asking people, hey, if you had this challenge, you know, how would you navigate it? Um, don't be afraid to ask for help because we need each other to survive and to thrive. And mm-hmm. I find that to be important whenever we're, we're trying to overcome any challenges that we face. So I belong here. What's the other two? I belong here. I'm meant to be here, and I would take advantage of being here. Meant to be here, and I will take advantage of being here. That's good. I like that. That's taking it a, 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 a bit further than I belong here because you take ownership. Right. I will take advantage. It puts Movement is key because when you start being stagnant, that's when things start growing. So you got to keep mm-hmm. it moving. So right. that's great. So you kind of alluded to it. So uh, who are the women that you admire and patting yourself after? That comes from a question Nakia Robbins-Thompson of Delaware State University. Yeah, I feel like within, you know, our profession um, in athletics, there are so many women that, you know, I admire just based upon them being their authentic selves. Um, But I can't pinpoint one person. It's just like an army of women. But I think right now I am most motivated by mothers who work in our profession. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a son. He is 19 months, a ball of joy, but he's also a handful. So trying to navigate your profession and being a parent in general is challenging. So when I see other women doing that, I'm just like, man, like, if they could Mm. do it, I could do it. If they can advance and, you know, be an SWA and, you know, have a family, you know, I can do that. Or if they can be an AD and have Mm -hmm. a family. I know a lot of times we we tend to uh, feel like, you know, parenting may slow down our professional, you know, trajectory. But just seeing women just own their dopeness and own their magic Mm -hmm. and be able to – Still do everything while still being a mom. Like I admire all of them and applaud them as well. So shout out to Jennifer Williams who coined that yes. that 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 uh, phrase. Own your dopeness. That girl is a bad sister. 
Yes, she is. I love following her on social media, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember when she was an intern for women leaders in college sports. Wow. So I watched look at her, her now. Grow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Nakia Robbins-Thompson, she had a, another question. What books have you read that shaped your leadership style? Mm. Two books in particular that stand out right now is Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg and Dare mm-hmm. to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, I just think that as women in athletics, we just face some very unique challenges. So being empowered and educated on different ways, how we can lean in and sit at the table is important. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brene Brown, I'm just a huge fan of her right now. Every, you know, book she has and different things that she does, it it empowers you to to be authentic and to have courage and to mm-hmm. embrace vulnerability. So all those components that she addressed in Dare to Lead, and there's also a free online workbook that goes along with the book. Um, mm. So I, I'm always recommending that to people. Her book, um, her Netflix show that she has, her TED Talk, um, mm-hmm. and this just lean in. It's just an ultimate classic for everyone to read as well. We can know the interesting thing you said about Lean In. Um, have you read her second book, Plan C? I, I have not. I would add that to my book list, though. Yeah, so it's interesting because when, you know, people come to you from their experiences. So she was saying, like I just said about being movement, do, you know, um, uh, I guess I'm saying thinking about that book, because uh, she spoke from a standpoint of privilege. Mm. And so the second book, her husband died unexpectedly. Yeah. So she became a single mother. Mm. And that gives an additional layer to still being present, but how to prepare and do so you can still do. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um yeah, I, I, again, I got lean in here too, and uh, but you know, a, again, a, if you ever done disassessment, you know, at mm-hmm. one time you have a one communication style, but depending mm-hmm. upon your life circumstances, yep. uh, it would change your communication as well. And mm-hmm. so, just want to throw that one out there. But yeah, I love um, Dr. Brown because um, mm-hmm. the vulnerability, you know, there's really some freedom of showing your vulnerability because, again, um, you can get further together than you can by yourself. Yeah. So it has been a wonderful time with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that I'm able to share my story with other people and that you even considered me to be here. Oh, girl, please. You, I watch you on social media. You got a following, girl. You got a fan club, okay? Hey, you have hashtag worthy club. notes. Follow me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, tell people how to find you. Say it again now. Yes. Uh, so my handle is at Christia Worthy, but I like to use the hashtag worthy notes um, to just document, you know, anything that I'm thinking or, or any noteworthy thing to share with the world. So, um, I'm on LinkedIn. I try to 
engage with other people on social media. But if you have any questions, feel free to email me at Christia at GoCards.com. Yes, yes, because, again, this, this is a very – it's unique for you because it created this. But um, I, based on just eye, eye tests, how many uh, institutions are, are adding human resource within athletics? Mm-hmm. Can you just name some uh, places? Yeah, I know Michigan State does, University of Central Florida. Um, I'm trying to think of other schools and other people that I've connected with, but it's it's becoming more common, especially with the professional development piece. Um, mm-hmm. I know Georgia Tech, it may not, it's not housed within their HR, but staff development is uh, within athletics at Georgia Tech, the same at mm-hmm. Oklahoma, um, and I believe Arkansas may be implementing some things, but there's several schools. I know Texas Tech, they're doing things for their younger professionals and other staff development. So it may not be house and HR, but they do have that talent and development piece. But yeah, it's definitely becoming uh, more um, common across athletic departments. So um, can you talk a little, just this one minute about the yeah. onboarding part? Cause when you keep talking about training, I want people to realize that you also do the normal yes. thing you hear about HR. You do that too. Yes. Yes, so onboarding. So um, I help with conducting our new hire orientation program that we have, as well as assisting with onboarding of new employees. So what resource and support can we give to managers that will help them with welcoming new employees? Um, A lot of times managers, it might be their first time in a supervisory role, and they don't really know what to do once they get a new employee. So we help them with that process, um, as well as with hiring um, components. So one project that I am going to be working on is helping or creating like a document and a template for our athletic department of how they could work with diversifying their candidate pool as well as diversifying their search committee as well. So that's something that I'll be working on in the next coming months to support our department in reaching all of our goals so that, you know, our athletic department can represent, you know, what our student athlete population looks like. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Worthy. Worthy notes. Worthy notes. Yes. Thank you. All right. So thank you uh, for joining us today. Thank you to our engineer, Christina Lockett, um, and continued prayers for our founder, Clark Garrison, uh, CEO of Survival Radio Network. Uh, for follow-ups and um, uh, conversation, join us on Facebook's A. Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Join us next Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Have a significant rest of the day.